0: Welcome to the Go Tech Please Don't Die podcast, a show devoted to tech going and hopefully not dying. I'm Nathan. I'm Evan. I'm Matt. And yeah, when we first started putting together notes for this episode, I thought it would be very baseball heavy, but basketball may dominate this show between the WNIT one and done. And more importantly, possibly, Eric Conkle may be leaving out the door.
1: Well, not maybe.
0: Bad I mean, yeah. Well, more it's a, a teaser. Fair.
1: Don't spoil it.
0: (laughs) It's over. Um,
1: We are screwed. Burn down the tech. This chat's bugged. Yeah, not that. They're listening to us. Yeah,
0: it's not the Thomas Assembly
2: Center. Oh. The other tech, the other the, tech. Uh, just like a thumb tech, just yeah. burn a <laughs> thumb tech. Yeah. <laughs> thumb no, no, no. Put it, He's put it in it. the fire. Oh, this is going to be a good one. Open yeah. up
0: Before we talk about Conco and everything that goes along with that and even baseball, let's talk about this WNIT game because the Texters by winning the West division in conference USA, got the auto bid to go to the WNIT where they faced Houston and got to host Houston at that Thomas assembly center, the, the other tech and ended up losing to the Cougars, 63 to 52 i'm not sure about y'all this doesn't surprise me very much it felt like yeah. the magic was in conference play and getting it was to that final game and then after that loss it felt defeating and that that was the magic leaving the building
1: it's all right though
2: yeah i don't think any result in this game would be like super surprising i mean we beat houston a couple of years ago it's not like there's some powerhouse but I think if you look at the box score from this game, you know, Keanu Walker had 18 points. Roberson only had 11. Salma Bates, who I was pretty impressed by in the conference tournament, had 10 points. But the key stat here is that Tech turned the ball over 17 times, uh, which gave Houston 20 points off of turnovers. So honestly, Houston didn't do a great job of converting those 17 turnovers into points, but Tech just, just didn't play clean enough to get it done. So, I mean, there's not really a result in this game that would have surprised me either way, but it's not like it ruins the season that we lost in the first round of the NIT because a month and a half ago, who would have thought we'd be playing postseason basketball, right?
0: Yeah. I mean, it's the same lesson we learned from just the end of the conference tournament of I'm happy with the improvement that this team has made over the past couple of years. Uh, Like you said, the turnovers really kind of killed us. There were 11 turnovers in the first half, which is, is not good. They actually kind of made it a game. At the end of the third quarter, they were only down by six, thanks to a three-pointer by, like you mentioned earlier, Salma Bates. But the fourth quarter did not go the Texter's way, getting outscored by five and making that lead to that 11-point lead. So not the way that you want the season to end, but still hopeful for the future, which I guess was exactly how you ended your spiel a second ago. But I had the same same
2: takeaway. Yeah, it's all good.
0: Yeah, let's Um, go ahead and move over to the men's side because it came out... Over the past couple of days, that Eric Conkle is going to be accepting the job at Tulsa. It's going to become a golden
2: hurricane. I, I mean, this news kind of sucks, right? It's, I think the most challenging thing for me to grapple with is just that Mike White left us to go to Florida, you know, which is like, okay, well, duh, right? But I mean, I guess Tulsa's going to pay him more money, and I guess the American Athletic Conference gets like two or three bids right now. But like, I, I don't know. I don't see it
1: as a, such an obvious move. How about you guys? I do. It's all about money. It's a business I'm trying to get paid. I mean, kay? I think
0: it's about money. I think the other thing too, is just more auto bids or at least more bids in general. I guess it doesn't really matter if it's
1: I, auto it checks, or not, it checks all the boxes, more opportunity for success, uh, more well, money. Once you,
2: re- once you replace Cincinnati and Houston with freaking UNT and UAB and Charlotte, like those those are schools in our conference that are good, but they're not good enough to demand an extra bid. So like, I, I don't know. I get it, but I'm sure it's more money. Right. And you're right, Matt. Yeah. Like, make the best decision for you and your family. Right. He's got kids. He's got, you know, I don't know where
1: Conkle's from originally. I think he's from, I think he went from, from Wisconsin. Wisconsin I
2: one of the Wisconsin satellite schools. Right. Uh, Yeah. I think maybe. Uh, I remember
1: yeah, him water, telling water me he's right. from
0: Wisconsin. The one time I got to interview him.
1: Let's get him on here right now.
0: on I still have that voice recording. We can just chop it up and make it sound like he's
2: talking to us.
1: <laughs> no, don't do that.
2: Uh, <laughs> but anyway. put all my journalistic integrity. Oh, wow. he went to Wisconsin Eau Claire.
1: I was going to say Eau Claire. Or wait. I was going to say oh. Eau Claire. Eau Claire? Yeah. That's good pastry. As far as him moving to Tulsa is concerned, it might seem like a bit of a lateral move instead of a step up.
2: Man, they already updated his Wikipedia to say that he's the head coach at Tulsa. That was Damn. me. That was you. Okay. Yeah. Well, thanks for
1: that. <laughs> no problem. Just trying to help my community. So, it might seem like it's not really a step up, but I think it is. And his long-term goal has to be that he wants to end up coaching a an elite program, whatever that means. So, maybe he feels like this is the next logical step towards doing that. Yeah. Kind of sucks fair. that it Kind of sucks, though, because like Evan was saying, if Mike White could leave La Tech and go to Florida, yeah. uh, it just feels kind of like a kick with, in the net. Na- like a no cruel-
2: tournament bids either, right. right?
1: Like It feels like a cruel kick in the nads that Conklin leave for an elite program. Instead, he would just go to Tulsa. But
0: eh. I mean, Mike White took a program that was awful when he took over and turned it into a should have been tournament winner. Conklin took a team that should have been a tournament getting
2: into her and what?
0: T- turned it into a team that also should have got, should have gotten into the tournament and was one game away.
2: Yeah, it, he's sustained success pretty well. You know, 20 yeah. wins in six of seven seasons here. Yeah,
0: that's not a diss against Conkle. It's hard to break through that, that ceiling, or at least it, it is that, for
2: tech for whatever reason.
0: Probably um, Conkle
1: was here that long. Yep. It's great though. I, mean, I it's think it's nice. just, it's, it's, A change of scenery
0: is, is nice every now and then too. make a small, I don't think that it's a lateral move. It's a slight step up. It's it's not the same as going to the SEC or going to
1: a Big East school or something but like how, that. But how successful has Tulsa been recently? That's a good question. Most For of this is just coach, so. Sure, also basketball. What, if that, what, if, what if that coach got a bump way up? He didn't. I don't know. What are you, their friend? Yeah. Oh. He's really mad about it. I've
2: been talking to him, but. Um, <laughs> Does he work at UTA? I think part of, uh, part of why this is hard right now is that it felt like next year was going to be a big year, right? Ah, like,
1: here we go. Here's the yeah.
2: pain. Well, it all it <laughs> always feels like next year is going to be a big year with tech basketball. Right. But, um, you know, ah, yes. all year we've kind of been like, okay, well, if Crawford's not hurt and if that freshman that's supposed to be really good, wasn't hurt, like, you know, what does this team look like? And guess what? Everybody was coming back except for Amori Archibald and Xavier, you know, probably shouldn't be playing as many minutes as he was
1: Christian. Right. So like, well, in the words of Kanye West, I guess we'll never know. And
0: and they're not actually gone yet. We'll see who stays, who remains. If we make a hire from within or this guy who was on our staff a couple of years ago, maybe we keep some of those names. Uh, I, of course, not Archibald or Christian, but some of the other guys. Jury's not yeah, out I, on that yet, but it's still, when a coach of change happens, you expect at least a small max, mass exodus of players.
2: Yeah. Look, I, I'll be on record as saying I hope Kenneth Lofton Jr. explores the NBA draft and gets like a first round draft grade, and is like, you know what, I'm going to the NBA. Like that would be great. Yeah. Um, yeah,
1: I hope that if that doesn't happen, happen, he wants to come back to tech. Please, please. please I don't please, think he please. has any shot at getting drafted. I just I'm don't not pretend
0: it. to know the NBA well enough to know whether or not. Yeah. I know at the beginning of the season he was getting some mid second grade. That would be weird if he got drafted in the second grade, mid second round drafts,
1: grades. And but I just don't. I just don't see it. Uh yeah. he's still got to get a little bit better at some stuff. And I, I see Lofton coming back. Seriously, I see Lofton coming back. Wow. I mean, why not? Polish your game up. You're not in any rush to get to the NBA. I know earlier in the chat, I was just so downtrodden. I was just like, fuck it. Get that bag now. But you could be looking at a much smaller bag if you leave now than you would later. So come back. See what you can do. I ho-
0: I hope Lofton stays because, of course, he's one of the best tech players that's played the game. And that's kind of saying something because we've had some pretty good tech grades. But It all is nothing until a new coach is named because who knows, he may hate the name that we pick. And that would be a good enough reason to want to leave if you just don't vibe well with this new coach. So Evan, I know that you have a couple names that have been listed in terms of who Tech may look forward to when it comes to leading this team in the future.
2: Yeah. So there's a few and it's a pretty good mix of what you'd probably expect, you know, head coaches from smaller schools. Mixed with assistance from, you know, blue blood or big name schools in basketball, um, and so th- this is just from Twitter, right? So who knows how accurate it is? But um, there's a the head coach of Stephen F. Austin is named Kyle Keller. I've seen his name a little bit tossed around. Um, there's also Bob Ritchie from Furman who reportedly turned down South Carolina earlier today. So. Uh, that one's a little interesting, and then of course Dusty May, the former tech uh, assistant coach, who you know famously Speedy Smith and all those guys wanted to get the job after Mike White left. Uh, he's currently the head coach at FAU, so his name's going to be tossed around. But I don't know. That's he, another lateral
0: move, if not a, with well, them going up to the AAC.
2: Yeah. Also, he. I don't. I wouldn't be excited by that, honestly. Like FAU's what, like the seventh place team in Conference USA. I. I don't. I don't see why that's a good move for us to make either. It's not like he got to FAU and proved us wrong, right? Like, I don't know. And then the assistants from bigger programs on this list, you've got a guy named Qantas White from Houston, uh, Justin Ganey from Tennessee, and Kevin Norris from UCF. There's also an Auburn assistant named Wes Flanagan, and then uh, Talvin Hester, who was actually an assistant under Conkle for three years here at Tech. So, um, reportedly that is uh that that might be a guy to keep your eye on because you know, the players will probably lobby for somebody that they know, right? Yeah.
1: Probably.
2: Is it too
0: early to ask Speedy Smith to retire and coach our basketball team?
2: Ooh, he has been absolutely thriving in Latvia. Yeah, he'll be absolutely thriving back in Russia. <laughs> a joke that no one gets probably yeah. anymore. But. Almost predates the creation of our Twitter account.
1: What a pathetic set of circumstances that was. Whatever happened to that sad excuse of a Twitter handle?
2: What was it called?
1: The Blue Blue Crew. Crew. Yeah, because
0: that's what they wanted to call the student
2: section for a hot minute.
1: It was like La Tech Blue Crew. I think that's long gone.
2: Okay, yeah, that was the handle, but it's been deactivated. Yeah.
1: Yeah, what a surprise.
2: That account is not absolutely thriving. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe he moved to Latvia. Doubtful.
0: Very doubtful. But while Latvia is very far away, the team we opened up in baseball this week is very close to home. We played ULM on the road on Tuesday night or was it Wednesday night? Either way, the Bulldogs escaped with a victory. This was a fun game that got interesting late.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it it pretty much started out like super well, right? Taylor Young got out to start the game, but then ULM's pitcher couldn't pitch. He walked a guy, then threw a pass ball, then two singles, then walked another guy, then hit a guy, hit a guy with the ball. All <laughs> then right. Another single <laughs> then a fly.
0: <laughs> with the ball, a very yeah. important distinction.
2: Well, with yeah, well, he didn't like punch him. I mean, come on. Yeah. Right? I'm not trying to slander this young man. Come on now.
0: You've heard of charging the mound, but have you ever heard of charging <laughs> the plate? He was really
2: frustrated, dude. Did you hear what I just said?
0: <laughs> Fair uh, enough. <laughs>
2: Yeah, so uh, all of a sudden, it's 5 to nothing Tech, and it's still the top of the first inning.
1: Try um, to imagine a situation where you'd be so offended by a batter, you would storm the plate. Also, weren't there two hit-by-pitches in the first inning?
2: That may be true.
1: Because I, I swear you tweeted that
2: ULM's pitchers really don't like Tech. Oh, but... yes.
0: No, sorry. There were three. There were actually two more after that fifth run scored. Um, wow. But neither of those two runners reached the oh, plate, yeah. so the, I didn't include them the in base, the base.
2: Yeah, the bases were loaded, too, I think, uh, when they finally... Changed pitchers and and got the final out. So, yeah, but Tech wasn't done there. Birchfield hit a solo shot in the third, you know, leading off the third to make it 6-0. But ULM got that run right back uh, in the bottom of the third after a two-out triple and then a single to get him home. Birchfield felt disrespected and hit another solo home run in his next at bat in the fifth. And then McConnell singled home Wade Elliott from second later that inning to make it 8-1. So, you know, feeling pretty good. I kind of, kind of zoned out for a little bit here. Maybe I went and did the dishes or something and came back all of a sudden though, bottom of the ninth, uh, it's eight to four, you know, they got a couple runs across, uh, in the innings, you know, previous Cade Gibson comes out to start the ninth and gets two outs pretty quickly, I think, but then loads the bases, um, after going, going ahead. Oh, and two, um, on this last batter. So, uh, tying runs at the plate, it's eight to four right and Gibson goes ahead oh and two and then throws three straight balls which he had done earlier uh in the inning to walk a guy but the last batter swings and misses and tech holds on to win so yeah Nathan you said it was a little interesting there at the end and you weren't lying I I was on the edge of my seat there because uh Cade Gibson kind of seemed like he got in his own head a little bit didn't he
0: yeah, I mean, he got those two strikeouts after giving up a single with the pitch that was hit right back to him and then uh, hit a walker, What hit a batter, <laughs> walked a guy. Oh, God. And, and then had that last guy come up where going down 0-2 because, yeah, the, the batter before him that he walked, he also had down 0-2. ULM's Washburn just stayed in that count and kept the game going. Um, I just want to talk about Birchfield for a second, though, because we mentioned both his home runs, but he was also one of the batters got, that got hit in the first inning. <laughs> So his night was a hit by pitch, then two home runs, and then finally a fly out for a guy whose name is apparently hard to say. Sometimes Walker Birchfield is fun to watch when he's having a good night. But yeah, so tech kept that momentum going into San Antonio for the weekend series against the Roadrunners, a three game series, because it's nice to be back in normal scheduling mode where we're not playing four games over three days like we did last year. That was awful. But to start out the series against the Roadrunners, Tech scored first, but it was all UTSA after Jonathan Fincher just struggled to not find the bats of the Roadrunners. He was throwing strikes, but the UTSA batters just kept hitting those strikes. And UTSA jumped out to a 4-1 to one lead by the end of the first inning. Uh, it was a relatively quiet second inning, but Fincher opened the third by giving up a double and then a single, and that ended his night right there. He got pulled out. Uh, Gianette was able to come out of the bullpen to limit the damage, but after three innings, the dogs were down five to one. Tech was able to get three of those runs back in the fifth uh, with an inning starting with a Taylor Young first pitch hit by pitch the way to start an inning. And then the next inning, Taylor Young hits a solo shot to tie the game. We're tied at five. Uh, That score stays tied until the eighth where Bryce Wallace gets hit by a pitch, then steals second, advances to third on a single and then comes home on a wild pitch to take the lead. And when UTSA's pinch runner gets caught in a pickle to record the 27th out of the game, the game ends as a six to five Bulldog victory. I love it when a game ends in a pickle.
2: Yep, uh, that was pretty fun. <laughs> Nathan and I both immediately messaged the chat at the same exact time, being like, "Walk off pickle." So, yeah, that was. I'm surprised was
0: fun. I didn't realize how many SpongeBob-related pickle there are. Gifts are quite a there few. Are. There yeah. are quite a few. <laughs>
2: My I not went to Rick and Morty uh, at first,
0: but yeah, there's more material there for SpongeBob.
2: I was actually looking for um, what is that? What is it? Kevin? Is that the cucumber's name? Where he's he's like you forgot the pickles?
1: Oh yeah, that, okay. no, that was uh, that's Bubble Bass. Oh yeah, yeah, Bubble
2: Bass. Okay. Oh, Kevin's the okay. Kevin is the like cult leader guy.
1: He's not <laughs> a cult leader.
2: <laughs> Kevin's back. Kevin.
1: I'm trying to
0: see what this guy's last, with guy who was caught in a pickle's first name is, because if it's Kevin,
1: Kevin. <laughs> oh God, oh it's yeah, Josh. Uh, what a dumb name. Did his Josh para... Keeling? Did his father marry a woman whose son's name was Drake for a great sitcom on Nickelodeon? His dad's name was Tim. If that helps. Uh, no, it does not help.
0: Oh, he actually played for the A's and Padres.
1: His oh, Dad did. Yeah, California guy.
0: Went to the University of Iowa. Anyway, not important about <laughs> this one guy who got
2: <laughs> caught in a pickle the end game's dad. This one guy, yeah, This the pickle guy's dad, yes. <laughs> pickle guy's uh, dad, name where of the is episode. He now? Yeah, let's do an episode on the UTSA player who got caught in the. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean,
0: the way this game started, and this will be true for pretty much every game in this series, I'm kind of surprised that Tech was able to make it a game late because when your starter goes out of the game in the third inning and you're down, uh, five to one, the offense have been nowhere to be seen so far. The fact they were able to get back into it and end up winning this game six to five is is a really nice thing because so far this year we haven't seen a lot of come from behind victories from this team. It's either they're hitting on all cylinders early and they just kind of coast to the win, or they fall behind and just never catch back up.
2: Yeah, and I think. You know, UTSA is a good hitting team. We didn't really preview the baseball games last week because we had so much. We didn't even recap them. (laughs) Um, But um, UTSA is a very good hitting team. They're not so great on the mound. So I expected UTSA to score some runs. I would have liked to have better performances out of our uh, starting pitchers. But, you know, at at least we won this game, right? Six to five, come back on the big hit from McLeod in the eighth. McLeod? Or wait, actually, no, this one was
1: on a wild pitch.
0: Yeah, this was Bryce Wallace getting the winning run.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Logan, and Logan McLeod is a
0: infielder for Tech.
1: Yeah, he yeah. plays third base. I was going to say, is his father, Nate McLeod, but his last name is McLeod, not McLeod. Well, that would have been a funny joke.
0: Anyway, Saturday, <laughs> uh, another day of the starter getting pulled in the third inning, and yet somehow another day for a Bulldog victory. Also again, Tech jumps on top with a single run early but a bases loaded hit by pitch in the second and a two-run home run by UTSA chase Ryan Jennings from this game. Also similar to Friday night, Tech has to use the late innings to make this one interesting as UTSA adds a run in the fifth to make it four to one roadrunners. But Tech starts to chip away, although kind of frustratingly. They only get one run out of a one-out bases loaded situation in the sixth. They only get one out out of a two-out bases loaded situation in the eighth. And then in the ninth, down one Philip Matulia hits a two run shot to give the Bulldogs a five to four lead and Kyle Grigger puts up a one two three bottom of the ninth to clinch the series over
2: UTSA yeah Matulia knocked the shit out of that ball it was pretty pretty fun to watch yeah
0: another game it felt like tech kind of stole
2: yeah oh yeah if I'm a UTSA fan after this weekend I mean they out hit us in all three games they they put up runs early in the games and you know if you're anything like me like that ulm game like i said we were up eight to one so i was kind of like all right i'm gonna go about my business and just kind of hang out and i just happened to leave the game on tv and walk back in and oh shit it's eight to four with the bases loaded so you know i probably would have checked out if i were them you know going into the uh you know six fr- six uh frame why am i saying frame sixth inning
1: is it the fucking bowling team
2: <laughs> well i typed out bowling notes earlier so i guess and I wanted to say bottom of the tenth, but that wasn't that wasn't the right language for bowling. Um, but anyway, you know, I I probably would have checked out when you're up five to one going into the fifth inning, right? Like, okay, I'll just I'll just kind of hang out. But yeah, and
0: Mctulley ends up getting that winning run, but I think it's the eighth. That's kind of the the key here because I mean, home runs win games, and and chicks dig the long ball, but the way that Tech gets this one run of the eighth is pretty interesting because after. Birchfield grounds out, we have two hit-by-pitches in a row. Uh, Then we have a fielder's choice where one of those guys gets called out, and then now we have runners on the corners. Um, This is where the bases are loaded for a moment because Taylor Young draws a walk. So that loads the bases, right, because now there are three men on. But the fourth ball was a wild pitch, allowing Bryce Wallace to score from third and give Tech that third run. And so they're still down one, and that's still why Matuli has to hit that home run. But smart base running by Wallace to to steal home basically on a wild pitch, that's also still a walk in in play for other reasons, is heads up base running by him. Yeah, for sure. Especially after we mentioned him getting the winning run Friday night, put Bryce Wallace on third base, whatever you have to do, because he'll find a way to get home.
2: (laughs) Yeah, for sure. But what happened on Sunday?
0: Yeah, I was kind of hoping not to have to talk about this one. Uh, (laughs) Late game heroics did not come on Sunday, and they probably would not have been enough. The Bulldogs, again, put across one run in the first inning, pretty much a theme of the weekend. But UTSA loads the bases in the second and then clears them with a triple. A sack fly brings home that runner as well, and we're back in familiar territory with UTSA up 4-1. But a solo home run in the third and three doubles and a single in in the fourth make it 9-1 roadrunners. And finally, Jarrett Worf is chased from this game, and an overworked bullpen takes over. A Cole McConnell two-run home run in the fifth cuts the deficit down to six runs, but in the 7th and 8th, the Tech bullpen completely runs out of gas and gives up four more runs, making the score 13-3 to UTSA after eight innings. And that allows the run rule to end it because it's a Sunday game. And Tech only escapes San Antonio with the 2-1 series win.
2: Yeah, but you'll take those in conference play. I mean, especially against a, a team that's really dangerous at the plate. I mean, kind of sucks. Obviously, you want to get the sweep, but it's on the road. I'm, I'm not going to complain about a series win.
0: Nah. I mean... Overall, the Tech won two games, but were outscored by eight runs across the three games because they lost this one by 10. Yeah. So I'm especially happy to to have a a negative run differential and still take two wins.
2: Well, and also, like I said, we got out hit in all three games, but we just had the timely, timely base runners, right? I think UTSA really struggles on the mound, and they they just kind of throw everybody they have in their bullpen. And uh, Dave Nitz was joking on Saturday that, the starter for Sunday had not been announced and Jaden had said, I think, I think his name is committee comma (laughs) by or whatever. (laughs) So um, that was fun. And real quick, since we didn't cover last week, tech swept Houston Baptist last week uh, at home. And the only thing that I really want to shout out here is that we have a player on our roster named Jackson Lancaster. He's a senior. He transferred from Mizzou who has come in to pitch a little bit. I think we've probably mentioned his name. Nathan's probably recapped some of his pitching. He's pitched 19 and two thirds innings so far, allowed 11 hits, seven earned runs, uh, and struck out 30 guys. So it's pretty good, right? Uh, He came in against Houston Baptist when we were up by a ton of runs in the Friday game and had one at bat because he also plays outfield and is apparently good at batting. Hit a home run. So... Pretty, pretty cool. he got a pretty good, uh, you know, 3.2 ERA and also has hit one home run and one at bat this season. So that's pretty cool. But yeah, tech kind of laid it on Houston Baptist.
0: Yeah, that was a fun part about the baseball contest that week, because by doing so he had the highest OPS on the team that week because <laughs> his OPS was perfect. Nice. And I didn't have a minimum or a, you have to start a game to qualify for the question, which I do now, by the way. A mid-episode note yes. to, go to, to do the contest yeah and this week we were supposed to play lsu in baton rouge but due to the weather that's been postponed to wednesday
2: or... i guess you didn't see my oh <laughs> yeah they they just announced before we started recording that they were postponing it uh and then they just just announced while we're recording that it'll be played wednesday instead of tuesday so I know, Nathan, you skipped the notes for it, but uh, we played LSU like two weeks ago and beat them, what, 11 to 5 or something? 14 to 6, maybe? Uh, 11 to 6. You were in there. 11 to 6. There we go.
0: Since then, they've beaten some pretty bad teams like Towson and Southern, uh, beat a pretty good team in UNO, went to the Shriners College Classic, where they beat Oklahoma, but lost to number three Texas and also lost to Baylor by a score of 6 to 9. Uh, nice yeah beat mcneese beat bethune cookman uh yeah not not names that really jump out you did also beat tulane at home but traveled well i guess actually texas a&m traveled to Oxbox stadium this past weekend where the aggies took two of three games away from the tigers with only the sunday game going lsu's way so lsu looks like the same team they were when we faced them hopefully they play as sloppily as they did in Ruston. But after that game on Wednesday, we have games Friday, Saturday and Sunday like we will for the rest of the year because FIU comes to town. The Panthers started out the season pretty well, but then took a 10 game losing streak into conference Ooh. play. Oh. Ouch! Um, it actually became an 11 game losing streak because they dropped the opening game of conference play to Marshall, but did take the other two games this past weekend. So maybe they're building some momentum. And I, no. I mean, no, that's that's probably a bit too far. Against RPI opponents, and RPI is still kind of a cluster when it comes to figuring out what teams are actually good. Against the top 25% teams, they're 0-6. Against the middle 50% teams, they're 0-3. And And those nine wins that they have on the year only come against the bottom 25% of teams. So Mm -hmm. should be a week that, who knows how LSU goes, I doubt it goes as well as it did last time. But FIU should not be something we look past LSU for.
2: Yeah, I I would agree with that for sure. Um, you know, I I'll be interested to see if they're going to give Cade Gibson the start again. He did pretty well in that start back in Ruston, but uh, so I assume he'll get the ball again. You know, but I assume it'll be a, a pretty short, you know, three to four inning outing, um, and then turn the ball over to somebody maybe like Lancaster.
0: Uh, but yeah, what do you guys think? I mean, LSU maybe a coin flip, but I mean, I see FIU as a sweep.
2: Agreed. Uh yeah, I mean, FIU should be a sweep, but you never know. Uh, yeah. I'd love to beat LSU twice in one season. I think that would be great. Let's do it. Let's go four and zero. I got it. We'll do it. All I was right. I was gonna say three and one, but I was like, nah, screw that.
0: Actually, I'll say three and zero so and see the LSU game gets canceled again,
2: just so I'm right the first time
0: when I introduced this segment. Uh, yeah, weather,
2: so the weather's supposed to get pretty nice after the storm rolls through, but oh, okay,
0: Wednesday it's supposed to hit me, so maybe that's when I'm. Ah, maybe. Anyway, uh, a couple Texas teams to talk about softball. Uh, they dropped their midweek game at Stephen F. Austin, but then swept FIU, uh, which is the number one hundred and seventy-two team in softball, winning three to two, then four to two, and then a four-pitch shutout by Audrey Pickett gave or, the Texas hit
2: shutout, not four-pitch. She that would have been very impressive four times. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> yes, a four-hit shutout by Audrey Pickett. I was making sure I didn't mess up her name so much so that I stumbled through the Dang. word I didn't know. Uh two nothing was the win there. The Texans are now at number 121 in Massey and head to El Paso to take on UTEP who is 199th in Massey. Yes,
2: yeah, so bowling. no midweek games this this week after playing like eight Games in three days or whatever, and now they're just (laughs) playing three in one week. What's going on?
0: Maybe that's why I expected the four pitches. Because I mean, how many pitches do you really need to play a game if you're playing that many? Sometimes
2: (laughs) that that pitcher too, Audrey Pickett. She's eleven and four this season. It's like March twenty (laughs) first. How is she eleven and four? How does that make sense?
1: Fucking monster.
2: Yeah, I guess softball and baseball pitchers are just way different. Because I remember we've only pitched like three or four people so far this season yeah well. in you know like 25 games of action or whatever uh the textures are 18 and 12 eh. right now and uh three and three in conference play they got swept by fau last week i think we mentioned it and then fau is currently ranked right around where we are um in conference but uh yeah so three and three so far in conference play and you know hopefully they'll continue to pick it up and have a good trip out to el paso this week
0: yeah Uh, But that's not the only Texture's team we have to talk about. What did the bowling team do this week?
2: Yeah, so two weekends ago, which we skipped for basketball talk, uh, they went to the USBC Sectionals in Illinois, um, which is a sort of qualification tournament for the... Yes, Illinois is a state.
1: I lived there for two years. You did. Where was the tournament?
2: It was in Addison. Fuck Addison. Uh, Well... You heard it here first, people. (laughs) Um, But uh, yeah, so to qualify for the USBC, which is one of the it's like the US Bowling Congress, I think you have to place in the top four of 16 teams at one of the sectionals. So Tech went to Illinois for their sectional. And after 64 Baker matches (laughs) over the course of Saturday and Sunday, Tech found themselves in third place and qualified for the national tournament, which I believe is later in April. There were also eight individual spots on the line on Friday. Uh, The bowlers uh, each bowled six individual games and three Tech bowlers did pretty well. They had to finish in the top eight of the field to make the finals and uh, these first two, Emily Reddick, uh, did not. She finished in 13th, though, which is pretty, pretty good. And then Allie Leendecker finished 10th and missed the cut by 13 pins total. So uh, if she had, she had bowled like another strike, she probably would have made it. Avery Brown, though, finished in seventh place, getting in by one pin. So she will be eligible to win an individual national championship, the USBC National Tournament. Uh which again I believe is in April. And then last weekend, Tech bowled in their final sort of regular season uh tournament, which was uh a, at Vanderbilt in Nashville, or actually I think in Smyrna, where I lived very close to there in Murfreesboro for a couple of years. But Big Smo. Yeah, big Smo, <laughs> indeed. Oh god. <laughs> um <laughs> On day one, th- this was a really tough field with 33 teams. And mo- again, most of the top teams were there, kind of like the one that I went to back here in Arlington. On day one, Tech found themselves needing three strikes in the last bowler's 10th uh, frame. And Allie Leendecker stepped up and delivered those three strikes to win by two pins uh walking off nca and t for their first uh loss of the tournament they were like eight zero going into that on day two tech beat number two nebraska for the third time this year in a four to nothing baker sweep and then two games uh went to extras i don't know what that means i think if they're tied at the end they like bowl five frames or something uh like each bowler gets a gets a shot and they ended up losing um a couple games in in extras and ended up finishing eighth out of a tough field of 33 so i believe tech is still number seven uh in the nation right now and their next action will be this weekend at the southland conference championship in harahan louisiana nice yeah uh
0: but yeah that about wraps it up for this episode of the go tech play some type podcast as always you can follow us on twitter at g-o-t-e-c-h-p-l-s-d-n-t-d-i-e where we are now above 2,000 followers, 2017 at the moment, to be precise. So, hooray for us. Please clap. Um, thank you. I'm really curious if this person to keep that in. Oh, well, then I don't want to know what you were doing. Um, <laughs> you can also head to our blog, GTP, <laughs> gtpdd.dog, where uh, you can do the contest, gtpdd.dog slash contest. Uh, Each week, again, same questions, but the answers may shift. We're playing four games this week, so if you've said they'll win five in a previous entry, you probably won't win that question this week. Uh, So it's good to kind of update your answers as the season progresses. Also, you can buy the shirt of the month, which, while it's still March, is the Rally Train Ticket to Ride shirt. I'm a fan of it, and you should get it. That's my pitch. Uh, I hope the... But I actually don't know how shark take works, so I think that's my <laughs> pitch to the sharks.
1: Well, uh, I've got I've got a ticket to ride, and she don't care.
0: And until next time, <laughs> I'm Nathan. I'm Evan. I'm Matt. And Go Tech. Please don't die. we have a tweet of the week? Because I've been looking for one and can't find one.
2: Let's see. Did we like anything funny from Mark?
0: Our... I was going through our retweets and likes and couldn't find
2: anything. uh We hit two thousand followers. That's cool. Yeah. I don't know if that's a give it to ourselves for
0: having two thousand followers.
2: <laughs> uh oh, the tennis team is still doing pretty well too. Hmm. How's our water skiing team? <laughs> I don't want to hear anything till we have thirty-five water ski
1: championships <laughs> like
2: ULM does.
1: Still totally inexplicable.
2: They were they
0: got trapped in the natatorium when they were bulldozing it, so we haven't had a team in a bit. Mm. Oh
2: god. Wait, wait, <laughs> were they practicing water skiing in the natatorium?
1: I don't think so. <laughs>
2: they weren't very good. I watched three wheelchair basketball tournament games this past week and it was pretty cool.
1: I saw some of your snaps. Yeah. Pretty- UTA won the won the national championship. Did they win the hearts of millions? They did. No, they they did it <laughs> <laughs> they won the national championship though that's cool yeah that's really cool yeah back to back wonder what that feels like i
2: know right <laughs> it was cool i was like wait i'm here cheering for this team and they're actually gonna win a game that me that matters what uh you used it all up in that one though yeah apparently yep so now tech will never win a national
1: championship yeah it's all it is right and just But it's cool they gave me a free t-shirt seems like a week maybe train. that's the secret
2: <laughs> I mean, I got lots of free t-shirts at Tech, and we never but won. But not it. at that's
1: games,
0: not during tournament games.
2: That's true. You're right. Wow. You know, they did give me a free t-shirt before the Heart of Dallas Bowl, and we did win that game. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe that's the secret. But
0: And you paid for a t-shirt for the Texas A&M game. And we lost. And we lost. So oh, no. you can't buy them. You have to get oh, them for uh, free.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that makes sense. Um, yeah. I, I'll say let's just, we yeah, can let's... give out two next week <laughs> if there's any good yeah. ones. And you could just leave all this in us yep. deliberating if you want <laughs> make better tweets, people. <laughs> that's yeah,
0: that's a good coda
2: right there.